0: Hello, welcome to Politics Weekly, I'm Vin Peterson, and today we're going to be talking about the current events. I mentioned the primary elections, um, and a few things happened. Um, So first, the Pennsylvania Senate primary, it looks like Barnett is in third place. She came out a little bit lower than the polls expected. She still got around 25% of the vote, though. Mehmet Oz is in the lead by like 1,200 votes, who's the Trump-endorsed candidate, Dr. Mehmet Oz? And Trump is asking Mehmet Oz to declare victory early, um, which is interesting, seems like a familiar pattern. But anyway, Oz is leading David McCormick by like 1,200 votes. They're still counting votes as we speak, so you may not know the results until even this podcast goes on air. So it's going to be interesting and pretty fascinating to watch. And... Yep, and Madison Cawthorn did lose his primary election to a state senator named Chuck Edwards. He lost narrowly, though, his primary bid for re-election. He lost by one and a half percent. He lost it narrowly. He did concede, interestingly enough, which I thought that was surprising. And and Doug Mastriano won the governor's race, who's the Trump-endorsed candidate for governor on the Republican side. Tom Wolf, the incumbent Democrat, is term limited. So, Doug Mastriano, I'd like to point out, though, he promotes the claims that the election are stolen. And not only the false claim, but not only that, he actually was there on the riot on January 6th. He denies entering the building, however, but there is footage of him at the Capitol. Um, and he also did use some of his campaign contribution funds to fund bus rides to the January 6th uh, riot. So, yep. Yeah. Another thing that I, so that's what's going on, and I'm kind of worried about that. Another thing that makes me pretty worried about him saying if he does become governor, which is totally plausible, especially in a Republican wave year, considering historical midterm precedent, um, as the midterms, usually the party that is not in the White House usually gains seats, and the party that's in the White House usually loses seats, that seems to be the case, usually. So assuming that, Doug Mastriano could become the next governor. Another thing is that he, um, in Pennsylvania, the Secretary of State, it's not elected separately. It's appointed by the governor. So Mastriano would pick somebody who could potentially, um, you know, run the next 2024 election who promotes all these lies and conspiracy theories. And I think he's also a promoter of QAnon and other things and said some statements about Islam that are controversial. So even before the election, still in claims he's still somewhat polarizing. But, um, but one thing is that I think I heard that whoever he chooses for Secretary of State, they will scrap all the voter rolls in the entire state of Pennsylvania, meaning that every voter in Pennsylvania will now have to re register to vote after the Secretary of State will scrap its voter rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy, if you ask me. And pretty much every person that has ever, you know, registering to vote, you've probably only done it once and never thought about it. But that would make it needlessly complicated. Recently, um, you probably heard that there was a shortage of baby formula. Um, Congress did pass some legislation to address it. It got mostly bipartisan support, but there were a few Republicans to vote against it. And the reason why it happened was one of the companies named Abbott, um... They got under recall by the FDA after one of their plants had bacteria in it and it caused babies to be killed, so they recalled it. And also, a lot of uh, tariffs, some people have been blaming tariffs, making it hard to import any from Europe or Asia to replace it due to supply issues and recalls. Mm -hmm. But something that was interesting is a few Republicans have advocated for not feeding infants in migrant detention centers baby formula under federal law however it's under the flora settlement you have to provide basic um, needs to people in detention centers um, at the border yeah so that's what they're proposing is not feeding them even though it would be against the law So, yeah. another thing though is it won't solve anything because think about it how many babies are at the US-Mexico border on every any given day there's probably around 20,000 maybe slightly more people in border detention facilities each day Um, and there are about 3.8 million infants in the US so that won't make a significant impact plus it would be illegal because you have to provide basic resources to detention facilities under federal law so yeah, I don't think that's a good idea it's what some people have been suggesting but I don't think it's a good idea Another thing that I personally think is hypocritical is people who call themselves pro-life. Those people, they're advocating for that, which I think is just kind of dumb. Um, so, yep. Those are some interesting, those are some quite unique things going on. And in terms of anything else going on. I noticed that gas prices did go up about 15 cents but the price that in the past week, but the price of oil declined by about 3%. So, I'm wondering what's going on. I'm just... Is there a refinery fire, or are the companies just trying to charge us more than that's actually necessary? I'm not sure. Because I know that, like, it's largely driven by oil prices, is the price of gasoline, but sometimes other factors, like, say, a refinery at the at the, um, like, say, a refinery fire, for example, could potentially increase prices, but um, I mean, I know they've been spiking like crazy ever since Russian's invasion of Ukraine. In the U- Not just in the U.S., but around the world, like, here they're like $4.40. If you go to like, Britain, they're like $7. Japan's like $6. California's like $5.80. Sweden's like $8. And they were just, like, a I don't know if you remember during the pandemic when they were, like, $1. fifty or so, like, during, like, the middle of the pandemic, but that was because nobody was going anywhere. And oil prices turned negative by then, so that means comp- oil companies were losing a ton of money. So what they decided to do in 2021 and 2022 is not to produce at pre-pandemic levels... In order to keep prices high, in order to keep their profits high for a short period of time because they've been losing so much money in 2020 when oil prices turned negative for the first time in American history. I do think that they'll eventually go down, especially with more renewables potentially in the future, meaning that we'll have to rely less on oil. And also remember in like 2010 or 2012, oil prices were sky high and nev- almost nobody thought they were going to go down. And then like 2014, the price crashed or <laughs> like, yep, and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Mm-hmm. I bet that's going to encourage a lot more people to buy EVs, though. There's going to be a lot more demand for electric cars these days. Um, and in terms of any other events, I mentioned Madison Cawthorn losing his reelection bid. By the way, that controversial congressman who's been accused of sexual assault and has been making a lot of headlines and salacious scandals for a lot of wrong reasons. He lost his reelection bid to a state senator named Chuck Edwards. And by the way, the Republican establishment party, like the establishment party wing, not the like Freedom Caucus wing, they were spending like millions and millions of dollars attempting to defeat Cawthorne because they just knew he would be such a political liability and they w- wouldn't want to keep him anymore. So, yeah, why wouldn't they be spending money? Also, I think Oz has a significant fundraising advantage over all the three candidates. However, I think the conservative political action committee, Club for Growth, recently spent a lot of money on Kathy Barnett, which might have came at the expense of Oz, in theory. Oz is leading by like 1,200 votes, or about less than a tenth of a percentage point, like eight hundredths of a percentage point. About 1,200 votes out of about um, 1.2. 4 million votes cast so it's going to be very close and by the way in pennsylvania if the margin is below half a percentage point it goes to an automatic recount so that seems very likely trump is saying that oz should declare victory early um even though the ap vote cast hasn't projected it and there's we're going to still be waiting on a recount even if they do project it the ap vote cast so yep that's going to be it's kind of worrying, though, that Trump is try- kind of encouraging that behavior, in my opinion, because I just don't want to under... I don't think any politician with as much power and influence as he does should be undermining confidence in the election results. So thank you so much for listening, all of you. Um, I'd encourage everybody to subscribe. And by the way, there was a viewer's question about um, political polarization, about Democrats moving to the left, but Republicans moving further to the right. Right. Um, if you're curious about that. Um, there are some you can look at the vote for you scorecard, which basically gives an ideology of all members of Congress for each year about how extreme or moderate they are. You can look that up at the UCLA um, Division of Political Science. You can go to vote voteview.com and view that. And also the Pew Research Center has some information on that. Um, if you're curious about asymmetrical polarization, it's an interesting topic. I'd encourage you to look at that if you're curious. But um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope you all have a good night. And I'd encourage people to subscribe if they can. And peace out and form your own conclusions. Bye.